fantasy news, fantasy updates, fantasy clowning. We doing it all the time, baby. Champ and chump fantasy dump. I'm your host, Chump. <laughs> the champ's here. I'm with my boy, Champ. We call him Commiss Tommy B. Forfeiting a season to get picks for the next year? Is it worth it? Ali, he's a nut job and a half, man. <laughs> Damn, boy. Champ and Chump, fancy dump. All right, folks, Champ and the Chump, Fantasy Dump, pre-draft special, episode six. I'm the Chump. I'm with my boy, Kamish the Champ. How we doing, Mish? Great, man. I had some that Michael Jordan documentary last night. Got me going for the week. We got the draft later. Oh, yeah, we ready. I know, finally some sports. I love it. I'm so excited for this week. And then that, like you said, that doc last night fired me up. Fuck, dude, I'm so excited. Finally, we get something going here. This quarantine's just killing me. There's nothing on, nothing to bet. I've been doing a thousand mock drafts a night. I'm a loser. You got your mock, you got your draft board all set up now? Oh, yeah. You know that uh, Italian dude with a good hairline that's in our league? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was, call- he was calling me last night asking me what I'm doing. I'm like, I ain't giving you secrets, dog. Oh, uh, he's coming from Come the early on, secrets. Man. These guys, man, always trying to get ahead of the game. and I ain't giving you shit, bro. Just got to send him a screenshot back. Exactly. Screenshot it up. Let him know what, <laughs> what fight fire with fire. Yes, sir. All right, folks. This is going to be our pre-draft special tonight. So how we're going we're gonna to go over just who we think is going to be not only who's going to be drafted high, but who's going to be a finan- uh, fantasy, financial implications too, but fantasy implications as well. So let's just let's just go off, Mish. I mean, we're not the best at the whole draft boards. We're not no Mel Kuypers. We're more of the fantasy guys, and we only really care about who people, you know, put some fantasy juice behind them. I hate, um, I will go on it earlier, but. Let's just get it through it. Let's just go right through the, the, the board. Let's go top uh, quarterbacks. Who are you thinking this year? Uh, we got to start off with Joe Burrow. I mean, it's no one's secret. He's probably going number one to the Bengals. Coming out of LSU, put up, what do you get, 60 touchdowns last year, breaking the record for passing touchdowns. So, man, this guy can just throw. I think if you get him in there, you know, he got A.J. Green, Boyd, John Ross, Mixon. He's got some targets to work with. So hopefully Zach Taylor can get it going over there in Cincinnati. Do you do you think with that that roster, um, and the rumors are saying right after they they draft Joe Burrow's that they're gonna cut Andy Dalton. So does that mean Joe Burrow starts right away? And if so, what do you think he's gonna be doing there? Like is he gonna is he gonna get you know six to eight wins like Kyler Murray, or is he gonna struggle like uh? Every other quarter, you know, Payne Manning, who had, you know, crazy, I don't know how many games he won, but he had crazy amount of intercept. Like, I'm trying to figure out this dude. Is he going to come in balling? Like, he's been a cool hand Luke last year. He was killing the game. But with this roster and this team, I think, I mean, with him, I mean, Andy Dolan's obviously a better quarterback at this moment, in my opinion, and a pro. I think he might have six wins in him. Yeah, I can see that. I do think that he'll be starting week one. I think when you send the, the first overall pick on somebody, you think that they're going to come in and help your team right away. I don't think Andy Dalton's necessarily that bridge quarterback that you want. He's not. He's never been anything special in his career. I mean, he might learn a little bit from Andy Dalton, Joe Burrow, that is, but I don't think he's enough to keep Joe Burrow on the bench. He's lear- I mean, shit, Burrow's going to ask, you know, Andy Dalton's going to ask Burrow, man. Hey, bro, how you getting them chicks, dog? He cool as hell. All I got his red hair. I mean, I haven't gotten laid since I got him. I mean... Damn, man, Joe. I like how cool Joe Burrow is. It don't matter. Nothing phased him this entire year. They had the hardest schedule in the NCAA, and all he did was perform in every big game, in every stage, in every facet of the game. I don't see him thinking the pros. I mean, obviously, there's gonna be a learning curve, but I don't see him in that facet as of like a. I would say a Rosen or somewhere where you like, oh, he. He's not even ready. He's not even close. I think he's going to come in and, and do what he does. Has a little swagger to his game and ball out. And he has some veteran veteran wide receiver, you know, A.J. Green, who arguably, I mean, he has, by the end of his career, is close to a Hall of Fame or, I mean, just just less. But he's all pro wide receiver. So I think that he's in a good situation. I don't know why people bitching about Cincinnati. I like their wide receiver core and their running back game. I don't know. 
I, I think he's in a good spot. Yeah, you can get it done there. I think with the their defense not being so great too, that would be great for fantasy purposes for their offense because they're going to see a lot more plays on the field when the other team's offense is going right down the field, scoring on their defense. The only thing that I've kind of been thinking about Joe Burrow is why did he only have one good season under his belt? Why yeah. why did he not win out in Ohio State? Why was his year before last year not spectacular like this year? So those are the only questions I've been asking. But I think with the season that he had last year just shows that he is ready to come up to the NFL and make some throws. He's super accurate and threw for 76% completion percentage last year. You'd love to see that. So I think he can get it done, but I'm just in the back of my head. I'm just, why is it only one season? Was he good? I agree. I agree. And like he got beat up by, I mean, granted it was, I think Justin Fields in Ohio state or was it, no, was it Haskins? Yeah. Either it was, way. It was Haskins. And then what was it? JT Barrett before that. And then Fields was there. So it's just like, I don't know if it was the offense. Maybe they wanted that dual threat to run, but uh, yeah, that's the only thing that negative, not even negative, but just kind of making me hesitant on Joe Burrow. Yeah, but either way, he's gonna be right, you know, wiping his ass with twenties the rest of his life. So I love that life. First pick in the draft, we already know that. Um, quarterback number one. Who is your quarterback number two? And let's see if we have the same one. Ooh, I don't know. I think we might just because we kind of feel the same way. But I got Justin Herbert there at number two over Tua. Yep, it's four twenty. So the the herb is number two. Hey. Or okay. number two, yeah. I think, I mean, he looks like a quarterback. He's 6'6". You know, he's got a big, strong arm. The only, but being that big, you know, we've seen the bigger quarterbacks coming, like Andrew Luck, Carson Wentz, Cam Newton kind of ran a lot. But, like, Big Ben, they all kind of had a little bit of injury history. I don't know if they're just bigger guys and can't take the the pressure of the big hits falling that. You know, big trees fall hard. No doubt. So um, I do like that he played a full four seasons at Oregon. So he's got that good experience throwing the rock and behind the offensive line, seeing the plays and everything. Just see if he can make all the NFL level throws. Yep, and I agree with you. He is my number two quarterback as well. Um, I'm glad that Lions aren't in a quarterback situation now because an Oregon quarterback is going to fuck us. So if we drafted him again, it would be another Joey Harrington. But I think I like him a lot. I, you make a good point. He has that tall and he has that capability of running. I think he ran like a four seven, yeah, um, at the combine. But look at like Carson Wentz, who who has the ability to run. He, I mean, concussions, broken back, like he's had, you know, torn ACL, the whole nine. If he doesn't fall in love with that, and look at Cam Newton, he's getting fucked over by the NFL the way he plays. Um, if he doesn't fall in love with that and he, you know, becomes that pocket guy, I watched some of the balls he was throwing at, as, uh, at the combine. He was diamond. He had a hell of a combine. Like, he wasn't scared to throw. He was, uh, he was straight balling. I like him. I like the way he looks. He almost looks too much Brady Quinn, which is a negative. Uh, <laughs> but I think he's fine. I think he'll be okay. Yeah. How do you feel about, like, maybe his personality? Because I know, you know, Joe Burrow's got that personality. He's got that swagger. I feel like Justin Herbert's kind of like under the radar. Maybe doesn't really have that swagger you kind of want as your starting quarterback and the leader of your team. What you think? Yeah, I you know I didn't watch. I mean, we're you know Midwest, so the packed uh, packed twelve games. I didn't I didn't catch them. You know, past my bedtime. <laughs> um, but for what I'm seeing and what his ability and people his team likes him. I think he's he'll go fine. I mean, you don't have to be. I mean, look at Russell Wilson. He's a straight nerd. And, you know, let the let your play speak, and then once you know two, three, three years into the game, they're gonna trust you anyways. Um, that was a big issue last year with Dwayne Haskins. I think the preparation if you become if you come in prepared, like you like we said before with Matt Patricia, they, uh, pro teams smell phony. So if you're real, it doesn't matter if you if you're real, whoever you like. Matt Stafford's never gonna be the rah rah guy. That's you're fine. Right, you're, right. you're 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 who you are. That that means you're not phony. You know, like Carson Wentz is not gonna swear, and you know he's a big Bible thug. Cool, that's who you are. They're gonna respect that eventually because your your game's gonna show. And if you're not if you're gonna come in like rah rah and but you're you're throwing you know four picks to, to two touchdowns every game, like fuck you, dude. You you off the squad. Like, I don't trust you. So I think if the play if the play uh, comes in like if he if he balls out if the play you know game game respect game it don't matter who you are uh, I think he'll be fine in that situation if he comes in but again who's drafting him so if we have him at two you would think Miami drafts him or if if Chargers come up or whoever like there's only a couple of teams I think 
I think the Chargers and, and the Dolphins are the number are capable of getting Herbert, in my opinion. Um, I think those are both good situations. We got Devontae Parker, Preston uh, Williams, and Joe, Jay Howe as your running back, blocking running back. Uh, and then if you're going to go to the Chargers, you got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. You got TT if you want to have him you know, ride the bench for a year or two. I think those are good situations for a guy like Herbert to lead, to come into. I would agree with that. I think, like you said, Miami and the Chargers. You could maybe throw the Jaguars in there needing a quarterback. I mean, I don't know how much mm-hmm. they believe in Minshew yet. Uh, the Panthers. They're, ru- yeah. they're rumored to get Dalton. Oh, you think Dalton's going to Jags? I don't know. I'm just talking shit. Okay. Yeah, I see that. I see what you're saying about Herbert. You know, if you let your play do the speaking for you, then you'll be all right. Yeah. I mean, I just like like his size. I mean, he's not injury prone. In my, I mean, he, I think he might get banged up a little bit, but nothing to the point where he needed surgeries. You know, all the time. Yeah. Yeah, he's been a steady performer the four years he's played in Oregon. Yeah. Um, never like never won the big game, but it's Oregon. I don't really care. Pac-12 is a, a lame conference, which might hurt him. But also, I mean, it's still top, you know, big five conference. So I'm not worried about that and the rate of play. Um, yeah, I think he'll be good. I think, I think if he sits, it'll be a huge benefit for him. So if he go, does go to the Chargers, that's perfect. Let TT, like he does, he's did the entire career, you know, be the, the bridge quarterback. Bridge quarterback, and if he, if he goes to Miami, you can still have Fitzpatrick under there and, and have him play a year. Yeah, I think he would benefit from a year under somebody. Just doesn't, I don't know, it just maybe seems like the game might be too quick for him right away, just being over in the Pac-12, Pac-10, whatever they are now. These motherfucking coaches, the, I know this is what pisses me off. Like, a coach is under so much stress to win now, they throw these fucking rookie quarterbacks into the games way too early. And they ruin their confidence, and then they ruin their career. Like, um, like look at Lamar Jackson. He, you know, Flacco was there. Um, Aaron Rodgers had Brett Favre. All these guys are like, and then they're there for ten to fifteen years. But if you go like a Rosen, you throw out there. You throw out a, a David Carr. Um, you throw out all these these rookie quarterbacks that are not ready with a shitty team. It ruins their confidence. Ruins their game. They they develop bad habits. Develop like, uh, like. Fuck PTSD, man. They, they, you know, they think like bombs are coming off around them. Mm-hmm. Shit, like yeah. I think you need to have a quarterback sit a year at least, unless you're, you know, I don't see one of these guys. Maybe Joe Burrow, just because of the way he played last year, but like an Andrew Luck or um, a Payne. Granted, hindsight's twenty twenty, but like they started, they had, they struggled, but the 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 way they played. Look at the doc last like last night with. MJ's like preparations, everything. Yeah, I might you, you might be better from better at me this year, but next year I'm gonna be you know just good or better than you. Um, I think the way if that's the mentality of these young cats, then maybe, but they'd be throwing them out way too soon, man. I hate it. Yeah, you just got you got to build a team around your quarterback before you throw them out to the dogs. I think that's why like the Green Bay Packers and the Ravens, you know, those are better organizations ran than maybe like a Miami or a Chargers have been ran in the past. So they know what to do. They know how to get the best out of their players. They know how to build teams around certain players. And so you just got to build that at your franchise and your organizational level. Yep. I agree with you on that. All right, we got we got done with the um, two pretty boys. Let's get to the Hawaiian cessation, the, the Johnny Tsunami, to a T. To a T. <laughs> Tagalova, Vava. I think you got it pretty close. Yeah, it was yeah tomato, tomato, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But he's my number three quarterback. All he's done is thrown crazy stats up, but also all he's done is get injured. That's the reason why he's dropped. Um, at, before this year, obviously, he was number one. Tank for Tua was like a thing. But the way he's got injured, the the Bo Jackson hip injury and the the coronavirus, I mean, the way that everybody can't see him play or get checked out by uh, doctors, they're saying he's dropping to the point where Patriots can, then can trade up and get him. And I can see it being a possibility for this situation that we're all in. These these GMs are, I mean, like you said before, everybody's jobs online, so you're gonna be pussy about it. They're not gonna they're not gonna go and get a risky quarterback that's injury prone. Um, and he's a lefty. He looks weird throwing the ball sometimes because he's, we're not used to seeing a lefty quarterback. I like him. I mean, he's played, you know, and the fucking wonderlick test that leaked out today. That's some bullshit. They should never. Like I think I've heard it. Mark Schler today was talking about they shouldn't even, the player association shouldn't even play, uh, do that test because it, every bad score, good score gets leaked out. I, if I was him or if I was any like leading uh, top five, top ten pick, 
I wouldn't even take the test. Yeah, I don't really understand the meaning behind a Wonderlick test. I mean, it's supposed to what make see how smart you are or something, but that doesn't make sense to me. I agree on the lefty part though. The I mean, the last lefty quarterbacks in the league were Kellen Moore, Tim Tebow, Matt Leinart. And then, Holy I mean, shit, are you serious? Yeah, and then obviously Michael Vick dating <laughs> back. But yeah, I mean, they just the lefties aren't around. I don't know. I'm sure there's back end to it. Like, you got to change the playbook, you got to change routes, audibles, all that. And then when you got a backup that's right handed, you know, you're going from one side of the ball to the other side of the ball, and practice is all different, everything. So, I mean, it's tough to do the lefty thing, but the guy can throw. I mean, he's got an arm. He's got great accuracy. He's got some zip on it. He can throw the deep ball. We saw that with – I mean, we'll get to the receivers later, but Judy and Ruggs and Smith, like, he can throw to these guys. Yeah, it's just they're – wide, They're wide open, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, they are wide open. I mean, they're great receivers, and that's why this receiving class is great. But he's just got to, you know, stay on the field, and he hasn't shown that he's able to do that. And then coming in with the hip injury during the draft, like you said, during this pandemic going on, I could see him getting that Aaron Rodgers treatment and just falling to the end of the first, maybe middle of the first, something. Bro, if Patriots get him, which I can see them getting him, that that's a steal of the draft. The quality he is, granted, that's the good thing about if and if they don't like him, they don't like him. Bill Belichick wouldn't draft you just because of you know your good like name. Um, he definitely would have to do tape on you, but that's why he has no issues with giving away Tom Brady. He coaches to needs and to like the players' um, benefit. So like if the if the, the the pros of the player like okay Tua is a great slant or deep ball thrower all right we're gonna do we're gonna set up his deep ball the most the you know to give him the best chance of, of succeeding I feel like other coaches they want to to make like think they're these guys are coming there Gumby and they're they're molding them into them, their systems like no draft the fucking player that you in your system that can succeed otherwise they're not gonna I, it bothers me so much these guys just think that. Everybody can play your, your system, and it, it fucking pisses me off. And I feel like Belichick has been doing this for 25 years and drafting the players that he needs rather than drafting names. Like, he fell in love with Rutgers for, like, three years and drafted everybody on the roster and fucking succeeded. It's weird that other coaches and other teams aren't doing this. And Tua is going to drop to them or that caliber team, and he's going to succeed because of that caliber team. Um I think it's huge for if Tua drops to you know fall in the lap of a of a of a team or a franchise that is a winning franchise, and he's he's gonna succeed. I I, I don't know if he's gonna be the guy guy like everybody thought you know after this past year, um, but we'll see. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people in those like middle rounds. I mean, you could talk about the Raiders grabbing a quarterback if he falls to them at 12 or 19. You could talk about maybe Tampa Bay at 14, grabbing one, let him sit behind Tom Brady for a year or two. Yeah. Learn that offense, just learn the game. Exactly. And then Miami, they got the number 18 and number 26 as well. So if he falls down to them on the second time around for their picks, you know, there's just a lot of possibilities out there with Tua. I, just, I think he's the most unknown right now coming in this draft, like where he's going to go, just because all the question marks about his hip and just is he healthy, can he stay healthy. So we'll see what happens, but I could definitely see him falling on Thursday night. Yep, I agree with you. Um, I, I I think it's gonna be a Aaron Rodgers Brady Quinn situation, which is good for him. He might be salty. I mean, he'd be salty if he was in that fucking green room, but he's not gonna be in that green room, so he's gonna be fine. Right? Yeah, they're gonna be all at home chilling. I mean, he could be fourth, fifth, sixth quarterback drafted if some dudes fall in love with these other guys. Yeah. All right, let's talk about that. So number four, people are falling in love with Jordan Love. My number four quarterback, it might be a shocker, is Jalen Hurts. I got the same thing. Jalen Hurts over Jordan Love. See, that's my thing too. That's what bothers me about these guys is like, all this motherfucker's done is one. Like, his record is insane. Um, yeah, at different schools too. Exactly. Different playbooks. Different exactly. Receivers, different everything. I mean, he is the Russell Wilson of this draft. In my, Maybe he won't be as good. But having Russell Wilson, I think, fell to third round, fourth round, third round, I think. Yeah, I think it was third. Yeah, it's like, and then now you look at him like, how can you not draft him? I mean, like, how can you, the way he plays, the way he throws. I think Jalen Hurts the same style as him, um, same capabilities, and all he's done is win. And that's what bothers me with these, like, these these stat guys and these uh, these scouts and all this bullshit about dr- mock drafts and shit. What's what's wins win loss? And I'm talking about win loss on two different teams. That's insane. That's insane to me that he just went over there, 
won what twelve straight games and then lo- you know lost one one in the final. It's crazy. Jalen Hurts is the most disrespected and underrated quarterback I think in college history. I don't know about history, but definitely in the last. Well, I mean, look years. at his record. He's only lost what three games of his college career. Yeah, I mean, he is play- He was playing on the the best college team in the last decade in Alabama for a while. Yeah, I mean, they fucking recruited him. It ain't his fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I think the way he handled the when Tua took over for him, I think he handled that great. He came in the next year. He didn't bitch about it. You know, he d- went out there, did his thing. He got a few plays here and there, and he was part of that championship team. Then he went on to Oklahoma and, I mean, put up some great numbers there. Was it fit? Yeah, fifty-two touchdowns last year. Thirty-two passing, twenty receiving. Or twenty rushing. I mean, he's probably he's definitely the best dual threat of this draft. I think if he can get to a team that can build around him and his skill set, like you know what the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson, like they changed their whole team, they changed everything about their offense to fit Lamar Jackson. I think if you can get him to a franchise that's willing to do that or that's ready to do that, I think he can definitely succeed. He's got the athleticism, he's got a solid arm. You know, he's a little shorter than you want, but I mean, he makes up for that with his improbability. The way improvising. I got you, bro. It's 420. We understand. I'm going to fumble my words too. Shit. My thing, if if a coach checks his ego, like Jalen Hurts checked his his ego his entire college career, then they're going to be, he's going to be a stud. Like you said before, like if, I mean, Raven Harbaugh could have said, nah, he's a, he's a wide receiver. Like, yeah, we're going to draft him and be, he's going to be our hill. You know what I mean? He's going to be our Taysom Hill. Yep. You know, it's the same thing. It's like, Jalen Hurts, if he gets, I, I mean, Mike Tomlin or like of the Pittsburgh Steelers or like a veteran a coach that you know is like fuck this, like we can make him, we can make it work. Andy Reid style, you know, I mean, he's not gonna draft, you know, Jalen Hurts, but like Patty Mahomes wasn't guaranteed. He got passed by everybody. It's like, oh, we can make that work. And it's 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 coaches checking the ego or coaches getting excited of the skill set that he he has that they can open the playbook even more. And I think that's what they, what his skill set does. And if a good coach, that's why I think I would fucking hope I want Detroit Lions to pick him up and let him sit a couple years, but that ain't gonna happen. But who knows? Nah, I don't think Matt Patricia is that type of dude. No, I just don't. I don't see him rocking with that dual threat type. No, I, just, I don't think. I think he's too stuck in his own ways to change things like that. But I mean, then you see and you think Patriots at Sony three. Like, what if what if they just take Jalen Hurts and they run, you know that quarterback rushing offense like Lamar out in uh, Baltimore they start running that why can't the Patriots do it why can't they you know what I mean like and they and stack up on running backs they already have a shit ton it's like they don't have any wide receivers that's fine I mean their wide receivers that they do have they're good catching down the middle and it's mm-hmm. just just play solid defense run the ball that's what Baltimore did and then you'll get those those seam routes to the tight ends or the receivers up the middle because of play action and everything. Exactly. I mean, Jalen Hurts can be a quarterback in this league. Hell I just yeah. hope he gets a chance to be one, or at least, you know, get him to a team that will use him. I'm with you on that. All right, so we got the fourth down. We got one more. Um, Grant, again, I haven't watched this guy play, but everybody loves him. No no pun intended. Uh, Jordan Love is the top, right on my top five. I wanted to put Jake Fromm in, but he's kind of – He's like Chad Pennington style. He's like a water pistol arm. A great college quarterback, but we'll see. We'll talk about it later. But Jordan Love is my fifth quarterback. I watched a little bit of him. He looks good in pads. His team sucks, so that's what they're blaming all his 17 interceptions on. I'm fine with that. I mean, let's see if I mean if he has an arm. I don't. I don't mind drafting him low. You know, in the first round or early. See, if everybody has him either the you know mid first round to late first round, and if. That's where you get him. I guess that's fine. I, some people have him higher than that. Some people have Chargers again. I don't know, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't see too much about this dude either. Like, I mean, last year during the season stuff, you didn't really hear too much about him. And then now all of a sudden, the draft and the combine comes around. And he's just the the best quarterback prospect out there now. Like, he didn't play any. He didn't play anybody. Didn't. I mean, last year he went down to a 20 to 17 TD to interception ratio after 32 to 6 the year before. Like, you don't want a guy that's going downwards. You want a guy that's on the come up. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. He kind of, the highlights I saw, even like the good throws he was making, the deep throws and stuff, he just, he would get back in the pocket and he would just stare at one receiver and then throw to him. He's definitely got work on his uh, reading the defense and things. I definitely don't see him being a starter this year. So, we 
probably won't have to worry. Hopefully, won't have to worry about him for fantasy purposes. That's my thing. All right. Um, that rounds out the top five. In my opinion, I will never. I put every grade a little bit lower if a, if a rookie uh, quarterback is their starting quarterback. So let's say Joe Burrow starts Cincinnati. I put AJ Green a little bit lower. I put uh, Tyler Boyd a little bit lower, just because there's a learning curve. Granted, Lamar Jackson was was a second. Uh, it was a second year. Patty Mahomes was a second year. I think it takes at least a, a two years for you to to get it. Kyler Murray did pretty good, but none of his wide receivers were a big fantasy, you know, juggernaut in my opinion. So I put the the wide receivers a little lower. I put the pass catching running backs a little bit higher because they're their bailout or the pass catching tight ends. They're their bailouts. They're their uh, safety blankets. So watch out for like a JoJo Mixon. Um, granted, he's might hold out because he's you know he, oh, he's due a little money. Um, if Justin Herbert goes to um, San Diego, and let's say they do play him, watch. I mean, Austin Eckler's a great running back to catch the rock. Um, Tua, I don't think is going to start, but maybe if he does, again, watch out if Joe, Jordan Howard or something like that. Watch out for the pass catching running backs and tight ends in the rookie quarterback position. Yeah, I would agree that like more of the middle of the field is where the rookies tend to stay. You know kind of nervous to make those outside throws or they're just not ready for it yet. They're just kind of running the offense over the middle. So definitely the tight ends, little slot receivers, and the running backs will get a little uptick from rookie QBs. All right, that was our top five QBs. Let's go to our running backs. I think this is the best fantasy um, scale for the, the whole rookie mock draft, the whole draft in general. I think rookie running backs can win you the league. I mean, look at Josh Jacobs last year was a great running back fantasy-wise. I think he's top 10. You know, years before that, there was other running backs. I mean, wide receivers do get theirs, but I think it's a harder learning curve for quarterbacks and running back or quarterbacks and wide receivers than it is running backs. Um, this year, I I like the running back class, but again, it, even if Derrick Henry goes off for, you know, 2,000 yards or close to, no, most of the mock drafts have all the running backs either going super late first round or or second round, um, which I don't get. Just showing like how powerful a rookie running back or the first four years of a running back's year or uh, career goes. They're not drafting higher, but yeah, they're cheap. You know, they don't have as much tread on the tires. They can get it done, and then after those four or five years, they can either release them or sign them to another shorter deal. So it's definitely a, a smaller lifespan in the NFL for these running backs. But I agree, they come out and they can hurt, help your team right away just because, I mean, you just, you're just you getting the ball just handed to you and then you just run. Whereas a wide receiver, you know, you got to get that chemistry with the quarterback. You got to get those routes. You got to learn coverages. You got to learn all that. Where running backs, they just get in there, get used to the blocking, and then just go. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with – I'm gonna go rank. I'm gonna go right off the bat. Then my number one running back, who I love. Granted, he breaks my rule number three, which or no rule number two. Uh, rule number three. He. I don't think he dyed his hair. Um, <laughs> but he is the Jalen Hurts of running backs. All he's done is performed, and I think he he breaks all the records. Um, two thousand yards this year is, is J Jonathan Taylor is my number one running back this year. Okay, I got him number two. So let me hear what you guys say about him. He sold me on the combine time. Everybody thought he was a four or five guy. He ran at four three nine. Yeah, fastest that running back. Yeah, that speed. I mean, that speed. I mean, that's four. I mean, people. You can't, you can't teach speed. Hell no, you can't teach four three. I mean, like fast is fast, and he's fast. They showed it. He and he's powerful. He's big, bigger back. I mean, he's five ten, two twenty six. He weighed in at. He ran two thousand. All he's done is perform. I don't like. Like, granted, he had a little fumble issue, and he the, he never really got into the, the catching route and catching ways. I, I I don't like that aspect, but I know it's not learned. But I think he's a startable running back. So this is more of my fantasy ranks. I think if he's on a team where he's going to fall to, um, late first round, early second, mid-second maybe, um, if he gets into a good situation, I can see him being a big fantasy impact this year. Um, that's why I kind of like him over my second running back, but I like him as my first one, just, just my solely on his four, three speed. In my opinion, I like JT a lot this year. I mean, the only down thing you could say about him is he had 926 carries already in his three seasons at Wisconsin. So, I mean, he's getting almost 
I think almost 300 every season. I think one of them was up there, maybe in the 320s, 330s. So, I mean, he's got a lot of tread on those tires, but those the tread is all good. So, I mean, he's over six yards per carry, almost 1,000 yards every year. I mean, the stat sheet goes on and on for this dude. He just scores touchdowns. He runs the ball. He's got that breakaway speed you love to see. He could catch a little bit. I saw a few highlights of his catches. It wasn't like he was uncomfortable catching. He just wasn't really making the big plays with it, and they weren't really asking him to run too many big routes or anything. It's just like a little yeah. swing pass or something. So I do think he definitely can come in day one and just be the number one running back or number two running back on your team. You'd pair him with a, you know established re- receiving threat already. Uh, it's going to be a great one-two combo for the team that gets him. No doubt. I love him. Uh, what do you, who's your number one? Oh, I got, so I put DeAndre Swift down at number one. Oh my Lord. I just, I think he's more complete running back and he's ready to play all three downs. And I think as in my fantasy head, that's what I'm looking for. I want a guy that's going to be out there anytime during the game. And he's not maybe game scripted out a little bit with JT could be that Derrick Henry type where, you know, you're down going in the fourth quarter. He's not really going to get much work. So I like Swift a little bit more just for that reasoning. I think he's more complete. He does lack that little top-end speed that JT does have, but I think Swift's agility is just a little bit better. He can go side-to-side a little bit. Kind of almost looked like Kamara a little bit in his highlights where he doesn't look like he's moving really fast or really making big moves, but he's just making the moves at the right time. Yeah. Um, shit, I had him as my – he's my third running back, but uh, I do like him. I do. I mean, Georgia running backs are mostly good. I mean, no Marino had some decent years, uh, but, yeah, I like him a lot. Um, we've seen him a couple years. I I can't see him. I do, I just see the, the stats and two thousand comparative to what do you have? You know, twelve hundred yards this past year. It's, it's just different. Um, but I do like his versatility and especially performing the SEC. So I mean, so well for the last you know two to three years. It's a big plus. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't hate either one. If if a team drafts them, I definitely. Think about um, in a later round draft, you know, picking up Swift and hopefully he, you know, has a breakout. Any of these running backs I'm picking up in the mid rounds or later rounds, um, hopefully they they are impactful. Uh, granted, we're not we'll see in the preseason, so we'll see how they go. Um, but I do like Swift. Um, my number two is Dobbins, though. Okay, I like Dobbins over Swift. I mean, I'm gonna stick to the Big Ten. My thing, he had you know 2,000 yards rushing. Um, also had 200 plus yards receiving and I watched a lot of his games. He just seemed like the, the best player on their team. If they needed, you know, they needed a first down, they needed something, they went to him. And if you have, if you have trust in that lead of a, of a program, I think you're going to do well in the pros. I got Dobbins down as my number three. I think those, that one, two, three, Swift, Taylor Dobbins, you can almost put them in any order. I think they're all very close. It's definitely the top tier of the running backs there. I like Dobbins' game. I think he runs really hard. He runs low to the ground. He just he didn't make those like big cuts and big moves that I wanted to see. But he definitely knows how to finish off runs. I mean, he scored 11 touchdowns, I think, each year, his last two years. So, and he made a big improvement going from last year to uh, this year. I think he went from 1,000 yards to 2,000 yards and only like less than 100 more carries. So, he definitely showed an improvement coming off the last two years. I think he can catch out of the backfield, and he is kind of set up to be that workhorse running back as well. I don't want to call him, like, say Zeke Elliott because he came from Ohio State, but he's kind of built that same body type where he's just low to the ground. He's just strong build. Yeah, and that's what – I mean, again, that's why I like – I mean, I guess I see Zeke in him, so I like him a little bit more. But the dur- Zeke is a – the way he plays, he's almost like Le- Le'Veon Bell – and like he doesn't really take big hits, but he also like falls forward. He's a powerful runner. I don't know if J.K. Dobbins is the same type of back, but we'll see. I mean, a lot of these top five running backs are, are clumped in together, and I think it depends on what team falls in love with whatever running back they want. And I think they all can be similar. And I think they all can start. I can. I think they all can be fantasy implications. Um, especially if they fall to a team that that needs them. Yeah, I think that's what comes down to which team grabs one of these top three. Is go- who's going to be? I mean, they're all very talented. They're all top running backs in the draft, obviously. But it's going to come down to the team and the fit on who's going to have the actual better fantasy season. Yep. All right, so we got top three out of the way. Who's your fourth? Uh, I got your boy Cam Akers. You got him Ooh, at four. I do got him at four. Uh, I knew it. 
I like him. I mean, I saw he was a like quarterback in high school, so yeah, that was, cool. that was cool. I like you know got some versatility to him, throw a little trick play in there or something. But when he, I mean, he was lumped in with uh, Delvin Cook and freshman record for fresh or yeah freshman rushing. He broke that. So, and then only him, Delvin Cook, and Work Dunn have rushed for a thousand yards multiple times at Florida State. So when you're getting warped into stats with those guys, with Delvin Cook and Work Dunn, you know you're doing something right. And just the way his offensive line worked at Florida State was not great. He's I saw he was getting hit in the backfield a lot and just a lot of not a lot of yards before contact. And he's still making big plays and he's still getting out there scoring touchdowns. So I like him. He can catch too, so he can be a good fit for somebody. Uh, so I like he's he's uh one of my sneaky picks. Um, I would like a a team like the Lions who I need to pick him up. Um, the thing is, the Florida State this past couple of years they've had five star recruits, but their program has been god awful. They've been fucking shitty the past like three or four years after uh, uh, Jameis Winston and them, after they won the Natty. Man, they fell apart. Um, yeah. Even before that, they weren't like. I mean, I feel like down in like the nineties they were. They were destroying teams, but since then they just kind of fell off. Besides that Winston year, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I like Cam Akers. He had a shitty sophomore year, which I'm kind of worried about, like the inconsistency. But I'm gonna chalk it up to being just a shit program right now. And hopefully he he comes out. People he's scaling up on the on the draft boards. I think people are realizing the talent he is. I I wish he. I mean. Mid thirds, people are projecting maybe late seconds, but I can see him in the third round being a steal. Um, a lot of people, a lot of scouts. This is my top five. So my, a lot of scouts who I am actually falling in love with is the duo from LSU, Clyde. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah, Edwards yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I got him at five too. Okay, good. He's a five seven brick shit house. Um. But he can catch the rock. People are freaked out about his four six time. Josh Jacobs last year ran a four six. Yep. So I mean, like, I don't think that type of running back, the speed doesn't really matter in that that situation because he can catch. He and the way I think he was vertical is thirty nine inches. Like he's a freak of athlete. He doesn't like having the four six speed is speed enough to get you, you know, a first down. That's all most these teams care about, and it's, it's fast enough to break off on a on a linebacker that's gonna, you know get you on a screen pass or a running back swing pass. Um, I like him a lot, and I, I I like him, and a lot of scouts like him, and a lot of people are starting to like him now. Um, he's going to jump up on the draft boards, and if he's there for, I want to say, a Tampa Bay uh, who needs a pass. I got Tampa Bay down as well. I think that would be a perfect fit for him. Yep. I think he will be a – I think they're going to pick him or that type of offense where they need a – uh, Tom Brady needs a pass catching running back. Um, it's huge. I would if Tom Brady gets Clyde hilarious. Um, <laughs> he is going. I'm drafting him. I he, he's on my radar now. Drafting dra- drafting wise, Jonathan. So the two the three running backs in my opinion that are draftable right now are Jonathan Taylor, Dobbins, and then Clyde. Because I, I like Cam Akers a lot. I don't see him going to a team that I can draft him on. The RBCs are tough, but I think Jonathan Taylor is going to a work is going to be the workhorse running back, so they're going to work him. I think J.K. Dobbins is the same in the same boat, but I see Clyde as the gadget, um, not almost gadget, but like um, he's that receiving guy. He's like the Tariq Cohen, James yeah, White. Yeah, but uh, uh, whatever the um, Swiss Army knife, baby. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, Boy Scouts. There you go. Get your Eagle Scout. Get your troop number. Oh man, I didn't get laid like that, boy. Eagle Scout, dog. What? Uh, you wasn't ready. Stay virgin. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, Edwards Hilaire. 55 catches last year at LSU. I mean, that offense was just crazy in general. But a running back put 55 catches in college. You love to see that. Also added 1,400 yards rushing, 16 touchdowns. So I think he's come in. He can, as long as his pass protection holds up. You can get out there on third down and make some plays. All right. Uh, that's our top five. Sleeper, I don't know. I, I looked up either McFarland from Maryland or Zach Moss from Utah, who Zach Moss is in a lot of people's top five, so I don't know if it's much of a sleeper. But um, those two running backs kind of jumped out as, like, people that might fall and then might get them in the third, possibly fourth round. What are your opinions on a sleeper? 
Yeah, I had uh, McFarland, Anthony McFarland Jr. from Maryland down as well. I think he showed a little bit, I guess, against Ohio State in 2018. Put up over 200 yards. I mean, he had three runs, 52 yards, 75 yards, 81 yards. So he's got that big play potential. Ran a 4-4 in the 40. He can catch a little bit. He's a little undersized, though. He's got that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire build at 5'8", 208. So I know last year they said he had a high uncle sprain for most of the year, so he was struggling with that, and that's kind of why his tape and his stats were down a little bit. So I think he could, you know, get in the right situation. He can show some. He's got some skills. Yep. That's what's tough about this mock and these drafts is it all depends on where you get drafted. I mean, oh, 100%. It's, it's crazy. It, I swear it's so salty. When like people are bitching about Joe Burrow going to Cincinnati, but, like it's a real thing. It's like, is this gonna give me like look at Andy Dalton? Like Andy Dalton, they already you know took him to playoffs, and they're like, all right, he's done. It's like a, any franchise that's sketchy, I would not want to get drafted towards it. It sucks. I, it's a hard, mm-hmm. it's a roll of the dice. It's tough. Yeah, it just comes down to where you go, situation, coaching, you know, all the all the above. But that's that's what the NFL is. You gotta make the most of your shot. No doubt. No doubt. All right, man, we're off the running backs. Let's go to the most dip deep, the most depth in this draft. I think there's so many studs to get that will fall in the second and third round. It's the wide receiving core in this draft. Um, oh, there's too it many. is there's filthy, too many. bro. The list goes on and on. Who's your number one? I'm seeing a lot of other. Um, who's your number one? My number one is Jerry Judy. Oh, my Lord. I just think I think he's the most all-around receiver in the draft. I know there's talk about C.D. Lamb being the best or he's going to be picked first. I just think Judy has everything you need to be that number one receiver. I mean, his route running is crazy, just like the other Bama receivers that come out, like Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley. He showed the speed at this 4-4-5-40. You know, he's a deep threat. He can. Last year he kind of didn't do as many deep routes, and he was a little more volume-based. So he shows he can catch, he can make plays. I just think Judy's got that little bit over Lamb to be the number one in my eyes. Jared Judy is silky. He's worm-like. You ever seen Monsters Inc.? Monsters Inc. with that the worm guy. He yeah, reminds yeah. me of Jerry Judy, man. He's like a silky, like gets in like these route, like route runner. Doesn't seem to get any big hits, you know, on him. Almost like a Marvin Harrison type. Um, you have him as your one. I have him as my third. Or my third wide receiver. We have a number three. I have him number three. Damn. He's he's falling to me. I don't know. I fell in love with two other ones. With but I do like Jared Judy. I like him. Um, he showed out. I mean, last two years. I think his sophomore year was a little bit better than his junior year. But he's still a stud. It's hard to it's hard to know when you're a first round pick. And he knew this in sophomore year, like to get up. I saw so impressed with uh, Trevor Lawrence. He had like a questionable year since, like, yeah. I mean, freshman year, he could have been the first pick in the draft. Like, why would? It's tough to get up every year knowing you're not getting paid, knowing like you could get injured. I think it's uh, it was a year that you can chalk. It was still a good year, but there's a lot more to come with. I think Jared Jude. I think he's a stud. Yeah, I think that little dip in my eyes, the dip from his production did come from he was catching a little more passes underneath. And then also with Tua getting hurt and going to a different quarterback, I think that might have hurt his stats a little bit. Yep, definitely. I hear you on that. So so who's your number one then? Oh, I got C.D. Lamb as my number one. Okay. What you got to say about C.D. T.D.? C.D. T.D., that's it. He scores tutties, bro. My man scores tutties and – Rule number one. Rule number one. He's very similar to Jerry Judy. I think he has bigger or more big play ability, even though he only ran a four or five of the combine. I don't worry about that because he does. He can route run. He can. He moves his body where, like just like Judy, where he doesn't get hit heavy. Um, I watched a lot of the Big Twelve and his big plays, and people he made people miss. He, he was just nasty, and he came up big in big games. Throw him the rock, give him the rock, and he's gonna score a touchdown. I, I and he's just the cool factor. I, I I don't know what it is about him. I think he's really cool, and that that just like Joe Burrow, it it ups his. His, his stock, in my opinion. I feel that. He's de- he definitely got some swagger to him. He's yep. definitely uh, def- better after the catch than Judy is with that yak. I mean, he does have a little big play potential with him. That's probably – I could see C.D. Lamb making a more immediate impact than Judy does maybe in their first few games of the first year. I just see Judy 
being better for the long term. I think his game's a little more polished. But, I mean, CD, man, he can make some contested catches. That's for sure. I know even at the camp combine is the couple that they threw up to him. He was making some acrobatic catches out there. Snagging on one-handers. Mm-hmm. So, he's definitely more flashy. He's got that big play potential. And I think I saw he's a great punt returner, too. He had a lot of punt returns over there. So, I mean, get him on the field and just make plays. You build that confidence. The sky's the limit for CDTD Lamb. CDTD, baby. My, I mean, so that must have been your number two. Yeah, CD was two, yep. My number two is Justin Jefferson. Okay. I got him at three, so I'm, I'm with you. Uh, we're talking about TDs. He had 18 of them bitches. Oof, he had a huge season. And they were thinking he's a 4-5, four, 4-6 four, because he was a two-star recruit. What I like about being a two-star recruit Nothing's given to you. You know, you got these big egos coming in, especially at LSU. He had to earn his spot, and he earned it, and he ran a 4-4-3, one of the fastest 40s in the wide receiving division. Um, plus 18 touchdowns, and he's 6-3. He's going to fall to a team that is it is playoff ready and, and with a quarterback. So that's why I have him as my two, because in the fantasy world, that's going to that's gonna pan out. He's one of the rare uh, rookie wide receivers that I'm going to draft. See, so I was trying to figure this out. Is he 6'3 or is he 6'1? Because I was looking at like four or five different websites, and they were all different, it seemed like. Sometimes he's 6'1, sometimes he's 6'3, which Bro, is confusing. Well, like, de- none of them said 6'2. Yeah, none of them said 6'2, though. So I was like, what does it mean? Well, shit, I'm f- I'm good 5'10, 5'11, to, you know, and take it to the bar and got nut sacks on my shoulder because I'm fucking 5'8 on a good day. I mean, like, that's <laughs> the thing. I'll lie, too, if it's to make me another mil. Oh, you're right. You're right. I mean, I, t- I say I'm 6'4". You know, I don't think I've ever tipped the scales at 6'4". So. He's 6'3 with cleats on, man. Let him be. Okay. I'll give him that then. All he, did, all he did is watch him score touchdowns this year, though. I mean, granted, it's like it's one of those fluky – I'm going to say fluky, but it's one of those like magical years of the LSU Tigers. And But let it be. Every single person that started that's a junior a senior is going to be drafted in the first three to four rounds, and that's what it's going to be because that team is that good. Oh, yeah, it's one of the best teams we've seen in a while. I mean, he put up 111 catches, 1,500 yards, and you said 18 touchdowns. And what I liked most about him is he ran 575 of his 583 routes from the slot last year. Huge. I, I think you get a, a guy like that come in play your slot role, like he's already used to it, he's comfortable in the slot, that's huge for a rookie receiver to just get out there and play because that slot role in the NFL is no joke, so – I've seen a lot of mocks have him going to the Eagles as well. So, and the Eagles need a receiver. Exactly. That's where I've seen him most of the time, and that and that's huge. Um, also, I've seen you know Baltimore needing a, another wide receiver. Um, if this Odell Beckham trade goes off, I can see Cleveland Browns, um, Colts. I, I can see even Vikings getting one. You know, there's so many opportunities for this type of guy, like you said, who is can go to the slot, who can be outside, who is a questionable six three, but he's just, he's six three to every you know bar honey out there. Um, <laughs> I I just like him a lot. I like his game. I just and I like touchdowns. Rule number one, bro. I definitely see him going in that you know the back half of the first or the early half back half of the first. You want to say like you know seventeen eighteen. 19 in that range and then so on because there's just teams that need receivers there and you would think that judy or lamb probably gonna go a little bit before that so i definitely see jefferson being the third receiver coming off the board yeah i think he's gonna be the best have the best opportunity well i shouldn't say that now because there's number four that's still nasty but he's one of the best one wide receivers is gonna have the best opportunity to to get a lot of fantasy points this year who will be drafted pretty high so I've been seeing a lot of mocks. They got this next guy on my list, Henry Ruggs. They got him ahead of Justin Jefferson. How you feel about Ruggs? I like him. Um, I don't. I like him a lot. Um, I don't fall in love with a four-two speed like everybody. Like look at the the names on that four-two list. Besides Chris Johnson, there's nobody that's made it in the NFL. Right. You, you think he's got that John Ross feel to him? Hopefully not. Hopefully, I mean he's a stud, but. If Jared Judy's coming in at you know running a four 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 five, and he's light years ahead of you in in a lot of people's mocks, and beginning of the year and then this year and then he ran the four two and then he bumps him up, I don't, it's tough for me to to put him higher than Judy, put him higher than Jefferson, just because he ran a four two. Like 
I get it. I know that that's blazing speed, and their game film does have you, you know, catching a lot of rocks, and you did perform in big, big situations, big stages. I like him if he falls, but he's not going to fall. He, his stock is only rising. And the the rumor has it that the Chiefs are willing to move up and trade up to get him. If that's the case, uh-oh. I mean, that's the perfect situation for him as a 4-2 type of uh, wide receiver to go to, where a guy, a coach that's a Hall of Fame coach, who's the, one of the best coaches, best play callers, one of the best schemers in the game and the offensive standpoint, gets a, gets a hold of a guy that runs a 4-2. I mean, watch out. He's Tyreek Hill. But if you go to a team like... Uh, Hayward Bay did back in the day. You are, are you're gonna be a boss. So it depends on where he falls. But if a team gets him, gets a hold of him, puts him in situations to him to succeed, watch out. He might be number one wide receiver in this in this whole draft. Yeah, I don't see him being the number one in my eyes. I think the the combine and the four two and all the other stats he put up at the combine just kind of lifted his draft stock so much. They're just kind of forgetting that he's not really a complete wide receiver yet. He just relies on his speed and big playability right now. Definitely got work on his route running. He's not that big of a guy, like height wise and stuff. So he's gonna have to work on those crossing routes and definitely have to work on that route running, get open so he can make those catches because he's not gonna be able to go up and get the ball against some of these corners. Yep, exactly. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, if he's a slack guy and like he's on a good team, he'll be he'll be someone that to look after in the, the later rounds in the draft. Um, another guy that I think could be a stud who I got as my number five is KJ Hamler. Out of Penn State, huh? Yeah. A lot of people are putting him into that Hollywood Brown aspect because he is tiny. He's 5'9". Um, redshirt sophomore, so he has he came off of a ACL injury um, early in his career. That's what became his redshirt. But all I watched him in Penn State was big play after big play. And the speed's there, the ability's there. I like him a lot if he falls to a good team, just like the, the rug situation. I think they're both the similar type of players where they, they have that speed, they have that big play ability. I like Hamlin, though. He looks fast on the field. Okay. I like Hamlin a little bit. I don't really look at too much tape on him, but I know he's got that speed just being from the Big Ten, watching those games. The sleeper I had down was Denzel Mims out of Baylor. Oh, yep. I like Big, I big like fella. Him. Yeah, 6'3". I mean, a lot of his production just came from the go route, just go up and get it or to run past the guy. But he was one of – or he was the only guy, only receiver in the last three years to have at least eight receiving touchdowns. So I always like to find those little, little stats like that, you know, the only guy to do this or one of two or three guys. I mean, that shows some that you got something special. So Do you think the Curtis Samuel is talking about getting traded? Um, do you see a Matt Rule picking up his boy, uh, Denzel Mill? I also have uh, Dallas Cowboys are rumored to liking him as well. I mean, Texas guy. Um, he's a he ran a fucking four three two man. He was nasty. He's fast as hell. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's six three, two over two hundred pounds. I I do think he would be a nice fit in Carolina, though. I do think he is kind of the same as Robbie Anderson, where they kind of just both just run deep. So it might yeah. be a little duplicate receiver there but i know they he did have a little um video chat with the broncos which kind of yeah. it's yeah. kind of who i uh almost thought he kind of reminded me of was Cortland sutton a little bit you know that big receiver a little raw and then you know sutton's definitely came on he's learned the route tree he's coming into the alpha receiver role so you could add a guy like denzel mims opposite him i think that'd be great i like denzel mims um my five would be t higgins from clemson six four big guy too um, what I don't like about T, T. Higgins, they said if he gets pressured, he gets a little soft. I don't like that at all. I don't like any softness. If you know, if that's something like some your scouting report, granted they're scouts, they're a bunch of nerds, fucking eating Cheetos and all that bullshit. Uh, Jerry Krause, we just watched that. You know how that fucking thing goes. Oh yeah. Um, but if that's multiple people saying that, like off the line, if you get hit off, you know, jammed up, then that's gonna be ever. You know, NFL is no joke. Grown ass men, man. Um, they'll chew you up and spit you out and call you a little bitch and then way home while you're crying. Turn up. Preach. I mean, yeah, Higgins, he's 6'4", big target. But I feel like that's all he was at Clemson. You know, he's he is tied with Hopkins and Sammy Watkins for the Clemson's receiving touchdowns record with 27. But I feel like so many of those are just him being bigger and taller than the other guy and just going up and getting it. Yeah. Um, 
I like actually replacing him, um, that T Higgins with um uh, the. This is a toss up to me. It's either that Brandon a I can't even say his last name from ASU or Chase Claypool from uh, Notre Dame. Both those dudes. Brandon's a little smaller, but um more production. But just Chase Claypool killed in the fucking combine. Um, ran a four four two. He's six four two thirty eight. Had thirteen touchdowns for Notre Dame, and any quiet touchdowns too. Um, I don't see him being like the um, DK Metcalf freak, but I, he, I mean, numbers don't lie, and he's fucking he performed. I like him a lot as like a sleeper. Yeah, I would agree. I think the, you can't teach size, you can't teach speed. When some of these guys have that, you just try to teach them other things to use that to the best of their abilities. I feel like we could just go on and on with these receivers. Dude, I mean, I'm so at, many. Looking at the list right now, and I'm like, there's like four or five dudes I feel like. Jalen Rieger, Chenault from Colorado, mm-hmm. Tyler Johnson from fucking Minnesota. People Jones from Michigan, Colin exactly. Johnson from I mean, Texas. It goes, it's like, crazy. There's just so many. I think it's going to be great seeing all these dudes come in the draft. I think later in the draft, you're going to get a lot of these guys there and come in and just make plays at the NFL level that you didn't think were going to be in the top prospects. Kind of like uh, Terry McLaurin last year where – he yep. wasn't anything special at the draft time, and then he just came out and started making plays. I think we're going to exactly. see a few, maybe four or five of these guys do that this year, just deep wide receiver class. These uh, franchises better do their homework because there's so many that there's obviously, there's going to be busts, so they better pick it right. All right, Mish, man, we got through the, the big nuts. But we were going to go through tight ends. We didn't really find that many. We thought Sleeper would be Thaddeus Moss from LSU. Um Hunter Bryant, Cole Komet, they're kind of boring this year, so we're kind of just going to leave it at that. Let those nerds just, you know, block, and hopefully they can catch some touchdowns. Hopefully they can make some rosters. Yeah, not much to go on on tight ends this year. There's no TJ Hoxson or Noah Fan or nothing, so. Fuck TJ. He better fucking 29th ranked out of third motherfucker. Anyways. All right, so the draft is Thursday, Mish. Yes, sir. I'm excited. what do you think is gonna be the top five? Like, there's so many chances. There's so many people that can move up. Who do you think is gonna go number one? We already talked about that, but who do you think is the best difference maker in that top five? Uh, I gotta go with Chase Young. I mean, yeah, he's just he's so big, so strong, he's so fast. He just makes it look easy out there sometimes. I know a lot of the, some of the criticism on him was that he's just picking on like worser teams. I don't think he's picking on him. I just think he looked that much better than him. He's Oh man, there's just, you can say so much you want about Chase Young, but I think the Redskins, there's no way that they're gonna trade out of that spot. You gotta take a dude like that where he's like a Von Miller, you know, he's just Khalil Mack. He's just a disruptor on defense. And with the Redskins being a young team, they definitely need something to rebuild with on defense. Yep, and I, I think, I mean, we're not big on like drafting defenses, but Chase Young will. will I mean, look at Bosa, look at uh, San Fran, look at uh, L- L.A. or the Chargers. It's, I mean. Having a DN, having someone that disrupts the quarterback, you're going to get more interceptions. You're going to get more sack fumbles. You're going to get everything else in between. Um, Chase Young is that guy this draft that's going to shake it up. I think he's more. I think he's going to be more impactful than Jadavion Clowney. Um, he's great, good player, but I think he will get more sacks, get more um, chances at the quarterback than Jadavion Clowney did. We'll see. That's a high praise, but. I, I can't see this guy being a bust. No, nah, I don't think you can mess with Chase Young right now. And then comes another freak is Isaiah Simmons. That dude was came in the combine and blew everyone away. Ran a faster 40 than Julio Jones and was 6'4", 240. I mean, the guy is a freak. And the only issue I have with him is, like, where are you going to put him? But I think anywhere you put him, he's, he's going to succeed. Yeah, I think he can play all three downs. You, know, you put him at linebacker, I think, outside linebacker to start. And then when the nickel package comes in or the dime package comes in, you can leave him on the field and let him play that, you know, that strong safety or the that nickel corner inside linebacker role and just keep him out there on the field at all times. He's so big, fast. He just make plays out there. Where you yes, think sir. he's gonna? Where you think he's gonna go though? Because I mean, you got these guys. A lot of talk about the Lions or the Giants trading back for the Dolphins, Chargers coming up. Maybe the Jaguars getting a quarterback. I feel like Simmons. When I look at the board, it just looks like he's dropping a little bit farther. I got him down there at seven to the Panthers. Yeah, I think if he falls there, that's a steal. Um, I I would hope Lions would be in a situation where they're dropping back to get someone like him. Um, 
But we'll see. I think there's a lot of trades that are going to happen just because there's people that need quarterbacks. There's people that need other things. Um, I Yeah, I, I can see him dropping too. I mean, if I can see people trading up to get uh, quarterbacks and, you know, Lions will trade down to get a cornerback and then Isaiah Simmons is there at seven is, is, an, easy, is an easy play for the Panthers. And if that's the case, they got their next – they got their next guy. They got the, the Luke Keekleys of the world. You know, Granny's not a middle linebacker, but he's that type of player where he's going to be a generational type athlete that hopefully he correlates towards a all pro year. Yeah, that's what, that was my thinking that he can come in there and just replace Keekley a little bit, just help him out at the linebacker position. And that team's trying to go in a younger route. And I think adding a player like Simmons to that defense would be great. What do you think of this Okuda as a top three pick? I, I think like it's him, trash. Man. Oh, you do. Oh. I see. I, I think if the Lions stay at three, I feel like you got to take Okuda, especially letting Slay walk. You can't roll out Desmond Trufant as your number one corner. We saw that what Atlanta did that last year, the year before, and they got smoked both years. So I think as the Lions at three, if you're staying there, you got to take Okuda. He, he was he balled out last year at Ohio State. Yeah, I'm not saying I don't like the pick of Okuda. I don't like the pick at three. I think it's a little I mean, high. I think it's high for a cornerback. I mean, he better be Daryl Revis. He better be the motherfucker that you know gets to the guy and be like, "This is my island." Like, and then it's you shutting your best player down. Is he that guy that is a rookie? Well, Matt Patricia and uh, Quinn better hope so because they got one year. There's a one year contract for him. They better ball out this year, and it's looking like they're not. So, if he's the guy, then. If, if all if all you know signs point that he's the shutdown cornerback that everybody thinks, then that's a great pick. I just think it's high. And if, if they can get him at five, they can and then get another uh, first round pick from Miami. I would love that. I don't know if that's gonna happen. Um, I don't mind Okuda there. I just think it's just too high. That's a that's the top three pick, man. Look at the 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 past years, the top three picks. And I mean, who else would you rather him take if the if they're not going to get a trade back for a quarterback, who are you rather they take? I don't, I don't like that position for them. I mean, if they don't trade back, I they're going to have to get him. I don't, I just don't like being, picking a cornerback at three. I think that the way, I mean, we saw last year the Lions picked T.J. Hoxton. It was an eight or something. They had. Pick. Yeah. Like they pick for need. They did that in the second round last year. They picked the linebacker. They just pick for need, and I definitely think that cornerback is a need. The way Patricia likes to play defense, he loves to play man. And Okuda's that guy you can come in day one, start opposite of Trufon or Coleman or the that Penn State corner we got last year, whoever's going to start out there. But I think he can come in, play man-to-man defense, and get it done. But I do yeah. agree. If you can trade down, I think, I think everybody, almost every team thinks that. If you can trade down and get more picks, it's a great option. But I think at three, you go Akuda. I think the Giants are kind of in the same boat as the Lions where they're hoping for a trade down because they don't really need – they don't need a quarterback. They probably would take like an offense – I have them down as the Jaredick Willis from Alabama, the top O tackle. So I think they would grab him if they stay there. And then yeah, if the Lions know. and Giants Worf's. make their pits, then the Dolphins are going to have their pick between Herbert or Tua if they want to go quarterback. And then the Chargers might take the other one. I'm with you. I mean, I don't like the standpoint of it as now. Hopefully, they can be able to trade. Hopefully, a quarterback or a, a team falls in love with the quarterback where they can get another first. If they can get two first round picks, I'm sold. I'm, I'm happy with it. If they don't, then they got to get their shutdown uh, cornerback because they let their other one walk. It's right. just to me, it's just you have one. This is a one year deal for Pat, uh, Matt Patricia and uh, Quinn. Yeah, and I think that's why Okuda could come in and help him right away because he's ready to play right now. He's not like a prospect where they got to. Yeah, get him going. You know, he can come in day one and be a player out there. Whether that's and, you know the number one corner, number two, number three, he's. Done, I mean, the way the league is right now, you're playing almost three corners every play, anyways. And you got like, not he's he's not Isaiah Simmons where he's a you know a freak. And it took it took the Ravens uh, a year to see him in practice for to set up a Lamar Jackson offense. You know what I mean? It's like. It's gonna take a while for a freak like that to be like where he where a coaching staff gonna be like where is he best at, and they don't have that time this year. So I think that's why they're gonna pick Okuda. I just don't like it in top three, but if that's the case, and if he's that good of a shutdown, fuck me, man, let it go. I'm I'm good with it. Yep, yep. I think that's. I think you're going Burrow, Young, Okuda, are the top three if the Lions stay there, 
And the Giants take an all tackle, and then the Dolphins Chargers taking their quarterbacks, whatever one they want. I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm definitely I'm on board with that. All right, folks, that was our pre-draft. What's up? I know we're kind of we can't just talk shit. They're they're young cats still, so I'm not gonna I'm gonna get a little easy on them. They're fine right now. But yeah, you give me give, me give me one year in the fucking league, and if they start slipping up, I'm on the ass. The chump's coming after him. Oh, the chump! I'm not drafting any of these mugs. Okay. All right, folks. So Thursday, we're gonna do a Zoom draft special. We're gonna try to tape it live. I mean, we're gonna record it live, so you're gonna get our natural reactions to these picks. Um, we're gonna see how the Zoom draft, virtual draft, is gonna go. It's gonna be seems like it's gonna be some some cobwebs, some clusterfuck, some some issues at hand. But that's what makes it fun, you know. That's where we have a good time talking shit. We got a couple other guys that are part of our big league that we'll introduce. Hopefully, they they come with some some gusto. They come with their that what we know they can come with. Otherwise, we're gonna just x them out of our zoom. Get out, bro. Yeah, you gotta earn your spot in there. No free ads, nerd. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, we'll be back Thursday. We're excited, man. We're excited for this driver. Excited for sports. We're excited for NFL to start. This is the this is it. This is the turning point. And the COVID, this is the turning point in sports, the turning point in the fantasy football 2020 season. Let's go. Let's do it, man. I can't wait for Thursday. All right, champ. We'll see you later, bro. All right, we out. Bet.